Real and Vegan Podcast, episode 94. I'm your host, Elizabeth Collins, and this week I was going to talk about um, a couple of things that I have just seen and experienced myself over the last um, couple of years, and um, I never really tackled them. I don't really tackle in a really detailed way anything but vegan ad- activism, as we know. I'm not the best authority on the facts and figures of what's called livestock, and what I call basically animal slavery industry, raising um, animals for food and um, um, secretions or whatever. Um, so, because I would be vegan even if it was the exact same effect on the environment for either or. Um, I'm lucky, we're all lucky, that it's not worse for the environment to be vegan. Um, it just, it wouldn't make any sense anyway. It just doesn't. But, um, you know, it's, it's. I mean, <laughs> there are people who will try to argue that, but even even I can you know, argue with them, I mean, um, but another thing, anyway, I won't go down there, so I'm not, I'm not a huge, I don't do huge detailed analysis of, of, of things like that, because, um, I just, it doesn't, once I learned about the property status of animals, once I got that concept, and, and the first time I got that concept was, because I didn't get a chance to read, well, I didn't give myself a decent enough opportunity to read Gary Francione's books, um, until oh, a, lo- a while after I started advocating for veganism and promoting his work, I got to read his blogs. And um, uh, but you ha- you have to read his books. I mean, they're just essential reading because they're the only books out there that do what they do, and which is discuss the property status of animals and the legal implications of that and the implications on welfare reform. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but. I don't really think there's any other books out there that do it. So, um, w- anyway, w- once I got the concept, it blew my mind. I mean, w- when I and I got the concept by listening to um, I listened to Gary Francione speak about it, um, and the one that really got my mind, that really blew my mind and really woke me up was, as I've said before, the um, two and a half hour um, round and round and round um, beat your head against a brick wall uh, debate. Uh, that he had with Eric Marcus on um, about animal welfare. Um, uh, the most telling moment is when he had gave a big sigh and said, "Animals are property." Big sigh, like you know, when are people going to just take that in for what it is? I mean, after twenty years after having written, you know, the books, or fifteen years after having written the books, it must be incredibly frustrating. <laughs> To have to belabor that point over and over and over. I myself find it frustrating and I've only been doing it for a couple of years. So all of this rambling is leading to why I, like, one of the, like, obviously welfare reform, I mean, I speak out against it, um, uh, but I don't talk a lot about petitions. I wanted to do a podcast strictly about petitions, but I I kind of feel like petitions and single issue campaigns are the two kind of people are addicted to them, they're just addicted to them, and um, even people who don't support welfare reform, who recognize, um, they recognize that welfare reform is useless, and they, they'll say so, 
well they won't support it maybe they won't use those exact words but they won't support it they 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 do not support welfare reform such as um, the modification the regulation of the industries but they 100% support petitions um, you know, sign the petition against um, pigeon uh, shooting, sign the petition against um, seal clubbing, sign the petition again. I mean, I could talk for three hours and not list the amount of animal uses that there are. And of course, there's a petition for everyone, but you know, um, and also the and um, so that's. But it's 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 basically they're one and the same. Like a petition to me, they're they're always tied into a single issue campaign. That's what they are. And and to me. Um, I mean, other people have have gone out of their way to really analyze the thing about single issue campaigns, um, but for me, it's the same reason. I mean, as soon as I figured out the animals were property, well, as soon as I recognized the animals were property, I learned that what that meant. It's the same reason why the same the same reason why I don't support welfare reforms. Um, the basic reason is uh, because they don't work and the way I understand it is the reason they don't work is because animals are property and that for me translates to single issue campaigns and um, the petitions which are always single issue I mean they're one and the same really um, the petitions are for single issues you never see a you know um, sign this petition to you know promote veganism because I would sign that um, but so my computer keeps, um, I'm having problems with my garage band and it keeps stopping recording and then I lose my train of thought trying to go back. So please forgive me if it's even more disjointed than normal. Um, that's okay, I will stop complaining about the, <laughs> about the decrepit nature of, of this equipment. I'm very grateful that it's still working at all considering the beating it's taken. Um, so, so, now, before anybody who happens to be listening who doesn't sort of know what I mean a single issue campaign is as the coin has been termed and is, is now recognized used um, I did not make up that term um, Gary Francione coined it as far as I know um, but maybe other people had said it before that I don't know maybe it's been a very long used term but what what a, I mean, it's very self-explanatory I mean you, you know a single issue campaign is like a campaign against the seal clubbing in Canada, for example, um, welfare campaigns are also single issue campaigns. Um, the different, like uh, you know, the welfare campaign to to like um, supposedly ban the cages for um, the egg laying hens. The difference between um, the campaign for ending the seal clubbing and for um, the campaign for uh, the the cages is that one aims to um, prohibit, abolish, you know, this is where the confusion sets in, to abolish a certain practice, um, i.e. seal clubbing, and the other one intends, intends to regulate a certain animal um, use, such as the animals, that the, the chickens that we use to lay eggs, um, regulate their use, um, change the way that they are being used. Um, and um, the so that would be I think that's where people get caught up um, but then you know people take it even further and they're like we want to abolish cages um, so it's an abolitionist campaign and um, I mean words are just annoying in that way words are just annoying um, I hate words and I love them they're my enemy and my friend so 
Um, this is an example of why I can't stand them sometimes. Um, the fact that this ostensibly a campaign against, I'm just picking seal clubbing, I mean I could pick whaling, I mean I could pick um, shark finning, I mean I'm trying to think of the billions of animal uses out there that people have started campaigns against. Um, um, to me, they're not abolitionists, and I don't want to argue the you know, dictionary meaning of the word. When I, they're not, they're not part of the vegan movement because the vegan movement needs to be all about veganism. It just needs to be all about veganism, and um, animals are property. So, to me, until until we address that, and the only way to address that is with, is with veganism and waking people up to the moral personhood of all animals and to the inherent moral baseline that we have oblig that we are obligated to adhere to as a as a species as beings, which is to be vegan and end all animal use. Um, that that um, because. That then these campaigns, not only are they definitely speciesist in that they pick one species to, um, um, they pick one species to, to concentrate on, um, whether or not ostensibly they want to abolish that, um, you know, they, the, the seal campaign is related to the fur industry because the reason that the seals are getting clubbed is because people want to use the fur of the babies and they have seal fur and seal skin, there's their skin as well. So that's related to one particular aspect of one particular aspect of one particular area of animal use. Um, so when I see people who, I mean, I'm not going to go into the details. There's been heaps of articles written. I'll try to find some that have gone into details. Like I said, to me, it just, it's so, I, I never got sucked into them because once I recognized that animals were property and that that was the fundamental core reason, the fact that we didn't recognize animals as non-human persons and reading animals as persons also really, really helped me to focus on that as well. You know, we've got to recognize that they are persons, not things. They are non-human persons. I mean, I'm repeating myself, but it's like, um, this is the this is what we need to be doing. And petitions, you know, I would love it if somebody could give me an example of a petition that has actually actually done anything and this is not um, me having Schadenfreude or however you pronounce it in other words having a delight in, 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 the, in a tragedy or you know taking pleasure in the, in the misfortune of these campaigns no um, it's just reality I mean um, what we're, we're you know until we wake up enough people to veganism I mean the thing is it's like in Canada right where the majority of the seal clubbing happens, right? If you have a vegan, strong vegan movement up there, then it's going to affect that. It's gonna, but it's not only gonna affect that. It's gonna affect all animal use. So instead of, uh, you know, being speciesist and 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 not even, not not meaning to be speciesist, but but doing something that is perpetuating speciesism which single issue campaigns do up there, um, just put into vegan education and the petitions, the thing that drives me crazy about this and the re I feel like people are addicted to these petitions and they're addicted to these campaigns and for the same reason that they're addicted to welfare reform because they really, for some reason, and I don't know why because I've never seen it, I just, 
maybe I haven't looked hard enough, please feel free to point one out to me because I mean the amount of time and energy I mean feel free to point one out to me that has that has had a return that is that is justifiable based on the on the in, input of resources and time you know and I'm talking about a single issue campaign that supposedly quote worked right um, you know go ahead you know because I haven't seen it and yet the claim is is that they are doing you know um, the, these work you know and that's what the welfareists the new welfareists claim I need to make a distinction I'm going to talk later again about this um, more terminology here they claim that their campaigns work so you hit this you get the same you get the same response and you get the same okay so you get the same response without anything to back it up which is just that these campaigns actually work and um, this is actually going to stop this and you just and and I remember once I, I somebody posted something about a pigeon shoot which has been going on for decades it's a horrific horrific event um, aren't they all and um, they posted this petition on my Facebook wall somehow I don't no, whatever, and I just wrote underneath it. I wrote, "Please promote veganism," and I got a very angry letter, and I, and I didn't even, you know, say anything more than that. I just said, "Please promote veganism," underneath this thing that was on my Facebook wall, because I don't like it when people post single issue campaigns on my Facebook wall um, for many reasons. And I got this very angry letter saying, you know, um, all it would take was one single, you know, just sign it. It only takes a second and it's going to actually do something. You know, it's actually going to stop this thing. And I was, I mean, I was quite surprised that they would make this claim. I was, I was sort of like, well, where's your evidence? I mean, hasn't this petition been going around and around and around for like the last, um, you know, however many years and uh, they're still going to go ahead. And it's not like I say, it's not Schadenfreude. It's not wanting to be that it's just and I and I just begged them I said you know look you may think it's just one 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 signature but I was like well, what about all the other campaigns why are, you know you don't see me sitting here and saying how dare you you know the, the tactics that people use are to try to guilt you into stuff are, are astonishing I mean maybe I try to guilt people into promoting veganism I mean I mean maybe I'm guilty of that but it was I was kind of like you know how dare you because it's like I, there's trillions of of petitions out there, and I will get to my point because I know because I used to be a petition signer before I was actually vegan, but I was it was in that year where I started to get sort of I don't know something was bothering me, and um, believe me, um, the time in, that you can put in to uh, signing petitions is it's mind-boggling. So like, don't tell me oh it's just one signature because there's 50 trillion others, and you know what I could be on I could be on the computer for hours signing petitions and that is not a good use of time and who are you to tell me that one's more important than the other when I want you know and like how dare you not just just one click and I'm like well why are you doing that one I mean doesn't that mean that you're deliberately omitting all these other you know I would never say that to someone like oh well the reason you're doing this pigeon one is because you don't care about the seals you know why aren't you promoting the seal clubbing I mean it's just pointless I mean what a stupid argument to even get into I mean I just don't do that to people it's like Let's just promote veganism. You know why? Because that is addresses all of these things, and it changes the paradigm. So about petition signing, which is related to single issues, and I like I said, I'm not an expert, and I'm not going to get in really deep. But I just feel like people are addicted. I see people who are say they're abolitionists and they support um, all kinds of articles and things, but they balk. They they um, how do you pronounce that word? B a l k. They they. They completely refuse to um, give up their single issue campaigns. 
and um, they have end their petitions, and they think it's just like a good use of time. They really do, because they say, well, it's just a second. You just click. Now, I am not saying that petitions in general, the general theory and concept of petitions are a bad thing. Um, I don't know much about them, but I have signed petitions for human rights um, uh, examples. But humans are universally recognized as moral persons. Okay, except for by the few individuals uh, out of the whole who are, who are actively exploiting them and using them as things. And they still recognize, you know, that they're moral persons. They just don't care, apparently, um, you know, sex slave owners or whatever. Um, so, you know, that's different. But we're talking about a situation in which 99.9% .9 of the world views animals as things, their property, their legal property. The petitions and the single issue campaigns don't address that. They don't because it's the same thing. And um, the seals are still getting horrifically clubbed. And um, oh yeah, and there's other things I need to go on about that. So before anybody gets any ideas that I'm making any big claims, keep listening. So I used to sign petitions. I used to um, be on care too, and I was not vegan at the time, but I was signing petitions uh, against all kinds of animal things because, you know, most of the people who sign them aren't vegan. They just care about that particular animal or that, that particular piece of the environment because it might be affecting them. Um, and I, I mean, literally, I would, like, if I go into my Hotmail account now, like, I don't even use my Hotmail anymore, I would spend hours, I would be at work at the studio and I would be supposed to be, I don't know, backing up something or doing something. I hope my boss, my ex-boss isn't listening. And I would be on there signing petitions and they were, they were relentless. There was one after the other. You'd sign one and then it would pop up and say, thank you for signing the petition. Here's another one. And I would be on there for hours. I would be getting carpal tunnel from signing petitions. So don't tell me, you know, it's a good use of time. And I dare you to pick one that that you think, you know, works. What, what makes you think that that one, you know, why not put that energy and that time into forming some kind of local vegan activity, into, into putting into creating resources, into doing vegan activism, into going online and talking to people about veganism. It's a much better use of time. Listen to the debate with Gary Francione and Eric Marcus. They don't talk about single issue campaigns, but the principle is the same as far as I'm concerned. And the petitions, like I say, they're just, they're part of the whole single issue campaign thing. Now, this moves me on to, so I don't even know if I've made my point, but just a lot of people I know who I think who listen to the, even to, who even listen to this podcast and who who support Gary Francione's work and things. I still like I'll I'm Facebook friends with some people or whatever, and I go onto the page and I see petition, 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 and single issue campaign, single issue campaign, single issue campaign, and the single issue campaigns that they pick are not regulationist in that they don't re they want to they want to end a particular they want to end the beer the beer bile. Um, industry, which is just, it's just another nightmarish, I mean, they're all so horrific, I mean, it's just all so horrific, and, um, and, you know, and I'm not questioning the, the, the intention, I'm not questioning the intention, and I'll see these things, and then, and then they're like, they, then they'll post something that, you know, welfare reform doesn't work, and, and things like that, and I just wish that they would see the connection that, you know, this is also not a good use of time, and it is also perpetuating speciesism, and it's taking time and energy away, and it's creating these illusions, you know, investigate, what these, you know, I don't, I, I don't need to, I don't need to go because I know, I just want to promote veganism, and I know that that is making a difference um, in the long run. Um, I'm sorry, but I'm just not convinced. I'm just not convinced, and I just, I don't know if I'm going to be convinced at this current point with the world still 99% not vegan that any 
signature I put on on an animal issue um, uh, that, that that talks about um, you know like like the shark finning or the I don't know there's turtle shell you know collecting there's 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 ivory there's you know there's the orangutans there's the gorillas there's the the whales the dolphins there's the pigeons I mean there's oh my gosh I mean there's just so many I mean there's just so many um, I just am not convinced that it's doing anything because animals are property and 99% of the people signing those petitions are not vegan and we need to be talking to them about veganism um, so please you know please consider that and and getting away from the whole dictionary meaning and everybody wants to bogart the word abolition and blah 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 but just look at it this way whatever word you want to put on it the movement that we're trying to do is to create a world in which animals all animals are recognized as moral persons and that they are not property that is our first step and then that is when we can um, we create we get enough people then maybe later we can talk about specific things Gary Francione has said that for years and he said it in the um, in the interview with Eric Marcus we're just not there yet and we're a long long way from there so you know when we get there when we have our 10 or 20 percent maybe there are some things we can do that can actually make a difference, a permanent difference. Um, let's see what happens, but we're not even there yet. So just put them, just put them aside. And not only that, they're run by these massive welfare groups, these massive fundraising. I don't want anything to do with those groups. I don't want any connection with those groups at all. I abhor what is represented by those campaigns. I'm not questioning the integrity of the people, and I'm going to get into that. But I, I distance myself as much as possible from that because I am not part of that movement. I'm sorry. That is a movement that perpetuates animal use and perpetuates speciesism. And all of these campaigns are run by them. Now, I suggest that the only type of campaign that might be worthwhile is something to do with, you know, maybe the no-kill movement or something would, would be something that, you know, um, if you need to focus on, on one specific thing and veganism is just too broad for you right now or you just can't quite, quite get around it, you just feel like it's just like um, you just want to focus on some little thing, do a, a, a campaign that, that like that, like like that that you know is going to save lives, that you know is raising money to, to, to help a, um, a sanctuary. That isn't just this, it's just a dream. It's just a dream, these anti-whaling and these anti-seal clubbing. So that, that brings me on to another thing. So... When I, when I try to talk to people about about this, I get cha I got challenged. I got challenged the other day by someone. Um, I had a very typically frustrating and and an infuriating conversation with um, somebody who was one hundred percent new welfareist, and um, and that's a very important distinction to make as well. Um, I'm sure anybody listening. No, has heard that term and stuff. It's not. It's not a derogatory term. It's a simple read. Like listen to the interview with Gary Francio and and read read the books. There is abolition, right, which works to abolish all animal use, to abolish slavery. I mean, just think of the slavery movement, the the human, you know, the anti-human slavery movement, which is still going on today. Um, okay, and then there is 
welfare or regulation or whatever you want to call it and out of that out of that um, group there's people who who do feel that animal use is justified they just think that it ought to be regulated in a way that it's made humane but they're not vegan and they're not considering that veganism is they haven't educated themselves about it or anything they just they just think that animal use ought to be regulated and um, and then there's new welfareists okay who want who are most of them are vegan I mean that that would be the f sort of the first step would be you'd be vegan um, but you um, think that welfare reform is going to lead to abolition and the thing that strikes me about that is you know I know you don't I know people don't like the term you know welfare you know welfareist or whatever but your methods are the same as the traditional welfareist. so you tell me you're doing the same thing that they're doing so you can say that you want the abolition of all animal use but your actions and your campaigns are exactly the same as the people who claim that animal use is justifiable and who are not vegan and who are trying to regulate animal use so what does it tell you look at that look at that it's the same thing you're doing the same thing so you may be thinking differently but you're doing the same thing and it's having the same effect it is perpetuating the notion that animals are things for us to use and it is perpetuating speciesism I'm sorry so now on to um, this other because one of the things that gosh there's just it's just it's just um, around and around it goes okay so this got me on to um, a conversation like I say extremely t typically frustrating where I decided to try a different tack because um, like I say the, the 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 a long time ago when I when I when the person posted the the pigeon thing and I said please promote veganism and then they basically accused me of not even caring about the pigeons like that I wouldn't even take the time to like click on the link and then like add my name and then like press send and then like press share or something that meant to this person that that instead implied to them that I did not care about the pigeons and that I refused to make any effort on behalf of the pigeons um, and I refute that I I promote veganism which um, calls for the respect and and uh, and non-exploitation of all animals and pigeons are animals so they're included in that and whatever use of pigeons are being done and it doesn't even have to be a specific use it could just be the annihilation of them which does happen pigeons are annihilated in cities because they're quote pests unquote so um, I you know veganism addresses that but but the when I had this conversation it was very very enlightening and I want to share my experiences with anybody out there who is um, an abolitionist and please if you if you if you feel that you ag agree with with the abolitionist movement please examine why you are still clinging on to these petitions and single issue campaigns um, they are uh, futile for the same reasons that animal welfare is futile um, we let's get together and talk about this in a few you know however many years when we've built up the population of vegans we can revisit it but for now can we please just stop with all that um, let the welfare groups do it because they're the ones doing them um, and um, anyway so the person so I, I changed tag so there's two things that came out of this um, discussion that I had that wasn't actually about single issue campaigns or petitions it was actually about um, welfare reform in general which I like I say to me they're all the same um, the the person I said to the person because I thought to myself you know people still are completely and utterly misunderstanding um, what abolition is all about 
what the abolitionist approach is all about and um and 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 there's there's a few things I want to talk about in this and also reach out to some abolitionists out there um I said I spoke before about the welfare traditional welfare I mean I learned this from Gary Francione who defined it in his writings and wrote about it um, with regard to his theories of the property status of animals and why vegan education is the way to go and la la the things that he's been formulating and refining you know ever since he sort of first turned on to it and wrote Raid Without Thunder um, and he's been working on it ever since um, so I don't agree I first of all let me just please ask anyone to please um, think before you say to someone who is um, new welfareist, in other words, they are vegan, they want to see the end of animal use, but they just believe that welfare reform is the way to get there. Um, please think twice before you accuse them of wanting to perpetuate animal use or thinking that animal use is okay. That's not necessarily true. Um, they just haven't examined their own claims, they haven't read the evidence, they haven't opened their minds yet, they haven't been able to let go, they haven't whatever whatever for the million reasons but i genuinely believe that you know they they don't want they don't recognize that welfare reform is doing that i tell them that it's doing that but i don't insinuate that they're deliberately doing that because i don't think that that's true and the majority of the the new welfareist vegans that i know it's not true they they don't want animal they don't think animal use is okay um there are some who like i say if they're making money off it well i don't really know but let, let's not even go there i generally take the default rule that i'm speaking to someone who is vegan because they recognize that animal use is wrong i mean i would hope i am i mean i've i've been confused before a couple of times and because there are some people who call themselves vegan and then they're actually not so yeah there can be some ambiguity but let's just sort of take the basic sort of let, let's act upon that assumption that you're talking to someone who wants to see the end of animal use, who's vegan themselves, who's really, truly vegan, and who is going to be vegan for life, and um, and yet they're promoting welfare reform because they literally think that it's helping animals now. They really, really think that. They sign these petitions, even people who don't support welfare reform sign these petitions, because they must think that it's helping animals now, right? And they support these single-issue campaigns um, because they are somehow, for some reason, and I don't know why, convinced that they're actually going to do something. I have no idea where that comes from. Um, I'm sorry, but um, but the, I said to the person instead of just launching into the whole um, because you know people have to be willing to even first of all they have to be willing to read something about it and second of all they have to be willing to read what you're writing and they have to be willing to open their minds to these new this new information um, that we you know welfare reforms actually don't help animals now. But I, instead of just doing that, I asked the person why do you think that I don't support these things? Because I had a sneaking suspicion that I was actually dealing with someone and this is for all abolitionists to keep in mind because even though I'm saying to you please don't accuse other people if you can help it of wanting animal use to continue or saying that they deliberately sort of accept that animal use is okay that's why they're promoting these things. They, The sad truth, the sad truth is that many, many people genuinely think I believe that abolitionists don't actually want to help the animals who are suffering now like we just literally actually don't care about them like we just disregard it and we just we just don't care and um, that is very very hurtful and 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 you know it's it's pretty amazing to actually thing to be accused of but I deal with it um, Gary Francione has to deal with it
um, we all have to deal with it. But ask them, get that up front because I, I, so I asked, I said, why is it that you think that I don't support these campaigns? Like, why, why, what, do you, what do you think the reasons are that I am doing what I'm doing right now, which is saying, don't do these campaigns, they don't work. Why, why do you think that I'm doing that? And I had this sneaking suspicion that, and, it, and actually, literally, it was. Uh, that was the reason they said, um, I'm not going to go back and read the argument, but that was the basic premise. And I kept coming back to it because it kept coming back. It doesn't get explicitly stated, but, you know, you ask them, you know, why, can you tell me why you think I'm doing what I, like, saying what I'm saying? What do, what do you think is going on in my mind? And they'll be like, well, you, um, you know, you, you, you know, you're not willing to, to, to help these animals now. And, and that's basically what it comes down to. And, and then you have, and so, and if you're dealing with someone who literally thinks you don't care, that, that you are so incredibly heartless and cold and, 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 and cruel and, and, and that, that you don't, that you have no regard for the current welfare, I think that's how they put it, of, of, of are unwilling to do anything about the current welfare of these animals is, is they'll put it in all these different ways. It's, it's hard because you're dealing with someone who basically thinks you're a monster. I mean, come on. Isn't that monstrous? I mean, I think it's monstrous. Um, so get that up front. Ask them that question and then try to convince them that you do actually care. And then if they realize that you care that you actually do, they might start to listen to what you have to say because they won't be thinking they're dealing with some kind of callous, cold-hearted, heart-of-stone monster. Unfeeling, you know, just... Until you get that out of the way, what's the point in even talking to them if that's, what if that's their opinion of you? And my opinion of them is not that they are that way, that they don't... I don't think they do. I just think they're misguided, very, 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 very misguided for very, very good reasons. And, and I want to talk about those reasons. But until we can, we have to be on a level playing ground. You, you, I can't be talking to someone who thinks that my sole reason for uh, pr um, protesting against welfare reform or not supporting it or speaking out against it is because I literally do not care about the welfare of you know, that these animals. Because, you know, welfare is a tricky word. It's another one of those annoying words because welfare in itself means, you know, welfare is like better welfare like this where we have welfare you know they call it welfare when you help people with food stamps you know um, disadvantaged people you help them pay their rent or something like that general welfare welfare is better but when we're talking about welfare campaigns that doesn't even address the animals welfare that's the problem it's just it's a tricky word but um, there's really I mean that's that's what these campaigns are they're ostensibly welfare campaigns so you know you have to be careful and say to these people listen I'm not opposing welfare as in I don't think that the welfare of animals matters I'm opposing welfare campaigning which does nothing for the welfare of animals and it's it all gets very tricky but get that out front because if you're dealing with someone who thinks that about you you need to get that sorted and if you can't get that sorted what is the point in even talking? Why are they going to take you seriously if they think that you're someone who literally doesn't care about these animals? You know, they're not. They're not going to take anything. They don't even listen to you. And they don't. So um, sort that out. That's what I'm going to start doing. I'm going to ask that question. I want them to be honest with me. I want them to tell me that. You know, ha have the guts to make that accusation to me. Um, I can take it. I, I know. I pretty much know that that's, the, that's what's going on in their minds. So... Um, and they're not every single individual, but it's the general premise. It's the general premise. 
Um, so get that sorted. And then another thing, and then and then the conversation went on. I did continue to try. I just kept challenging. I mean, I, I kind of gave up on them. I, I gave up. I did. I walked away for my own sanity. But the conversation went on to another thing, which is another thing that um, people um, seem to latch on to and, and feast on. Is that they'll say, okay, so we'll say there's this campaign for whether it's against a, a single issue to stop it or whether it's a you know regulationary like welfare campaign like cage free or whatever they'll say well what is your what does you, what you're doing do to help these animals right now you know like the animals who are right now in this in the slavery like right this moment those billions of animals who are right now as we speak in a farm or in a zoo or in a rodeo or being beaten alive or whatever being used horrifically what what is your vegan movement doing to help those animals and be honest with them because we're not we can't those animals are doomed right now they're being tortured right now i can't stop it that's why people lose their minds but I'm not claiming that I'm stopping that that's happening right now. I acknowledge that it's going on. I walk past the evidence every day, every second of every day, every time I leave my house, even when I'm in my house. So I'm not claiming that. So don't get it twisted. And by the way, those welfare campaigns aren't doing jack for those animals either. So you stop claiming that they are and stop accusing us of claiming that this is. We never claim that we're helping those particular. Those animals are in the hands of the torturers as we speak. And that's why um, there are people who want to go in and blow things up and, you know, that's why. I don't agree with that. I'm not going to talk about that right now. I've said it a million times before. So let's keep things really, really honest in the dialogue. Number one, I do care about the welfare of these animals. Number two, I acknowledge that they are suffering right now. Number three, I am not claiming that when I go out and do my vegan stall that magically the billions and billions of animals who are currently being tortured, literally, literally, physically and mentally tortured, are suddenly liberated. I'm not claiming that. What I'm saying is that the problem is that animals are property. That is why they are in the farms being tortured, etc., etc. The reason that animals are still property is because of the existence of speciesism, which is a rampant. And the claim that I'm making is that these welfare reforms and these single issue campaigns and these petitions are not helping those animals but not only that they are actually making things worse because they are perpetuating the notion that animals are property they are therefore working in opposition to the vegan movement which whose sole entire fundamental tenant is that animals are not things that we should that we can use that are they're not property the animal use is wrong 
So it's working in opposition of that. Logically think about it. If one thing is perpetuating the notion that animals are ours to use, then how does that help the movement whose specific tenet is that animals are not ours to use? How does that help? It doesn't. So let's talk about when I when I talk to these people, I want them to know if they're even going to enter in a dialogue with me, they need to first of all get out of their heads that I'm claiming that overnight everybody's going to go vegan and that that um, my my vegan street stall is liberating by the trillion um, individuals who are currently in the shackles because I never claimed that and um, and there are trillions of them really if you think about the aquatic animals and things but you are claiming you know the the welfareists and all this single issue and all that are claiming they're you know actually claiming that they are helping these and those particular animals who are in the hands of the torturers. They are claiming that. They are actually claiming that. And that is what we're challenging. It's, it's heartbreaking and it's, and it's, impo- it's, it's almost, you can't even, it's, it's almost too much, it is too much to bear to know that as we speak, there are beings by the billion being tortured and, and just, and just, I mean, it doesn't even, the words can't even describe what's, what's going on. But join the vegan movement to create a world in which animals are not viewed as things, in which they are moral persons. Every new vegan, every new vegan is progress and moves away from that notion. So stop. So if we're going to talk about this issue, get it out in the front. I care about those animals that are suffering. I recognize that they're suffering. It's not that I don't care about their welfare. But you are claiming things that are not true. I challenge them to investigate their own claims then as to why they're supporting these welfare campaigns. Not come back and say, make false claims against me that I don't care or that I'm claiming that my vegan activism is going to go into those farms and um, right this moment liberate the billions of victims. I never claimed that. But it's the sad thing is, is that we have to change the paradigm. That's why Gary Francione wrote that incredible article, A Revolution of the Heart. And I'm going to post that. I think that it's not fair. It's just so frustrating to try to talk to people when you're trying to talk about, and it's, and it's um and I try to make it really clear I say I don't it's not that I don't think that you it's not that I th- I know that you don't realize that these aren't actually helping otherwise I'm sure that if you knew what I knew you wouldn't be supporting them that's basically all I'm trying to give you is like, like if you only knew if you only learned what I learned it's out there I didn't invent it it's out there you know read the evidence you know read the read the books investigate your own claims but you know after a certain point you have to just walk away and concentrate on the vegan activism anyway I believe you know and more and more people are turning on to um, you know abolition but like I say they're these they're addicted to these single issue campaigns but investigate those you know how, how what where is where are you getting the idea that they're actually doing anything um, or these petitions animals are property let's let's concentrate on that now there was one other thing that I was going to talk about that came out of that conversation that I had um, they talked about how they 
really literally thought that I didn't actually care at all about the welfare, the current welfare of, of their animals, which is literally a direct quote. Um, and it's not the first time. Um, I talked about how um, they're claiming that they challenged me like, what are you doing right now to help those particular animals? Um, you know, are you going in there and, and what is actually helping them? And I completely and openly admitted that there, that I wasn't, those animals, I don't know how to help them. I mean, you know, you can rescue a few individuals and each individual's life is precious. Um, but we're talking about billions and billions and billions of, of sentient beings. Um, so, um, and I'm not making that claim. And I mean, I've talked about those claims that they make in detail where I talked about how when they're saying they're helping the animals that are suffering now and they don't even get implemented for so many years and they're not helping them, you know, those those animals. But we're not claiming that we are. They are claiming that they are. We're, we're saying, no, you're not. Help us to create a better future because that's all we can do right now. Every vegan stops a demand for an animal product so that empirically makes sense that the demand will get down and that will lead to lesser individuals. So that, you know, that that sort of, I guess, statistics or something, right? Although it's going to take a while before that's noticed because of, you know, we're such a small percentage still. But um, don't put false, we're not, make, we're not making any claims that you're claiming that we're making. Um, so so that's, that's, where the, the whole, that's where the whole situation just deteriorates. Um, and I mean, try it. Like I'll I'll say to someone, you know, I don't support that. It's, it doesn't do anything. And then they'll say, um, I'll say, please explain to me how it does. And the conversation will just come back to you don't care. You don't want to help them. You know, um, this works. And it's like, I, let's talk about why it works. Why do you think it works? D you know, let's go into the detail. They don't even want to go there. They just want to tell you, keep saying it works, it works, it works. You don't care. You don't care. You don't care. And, um, and, that's really sad because they really, really, literally think that that these welfare campaigns are actually helping individuals, and that's why they refuse. I think maybe that's why they refuse because they they look at veganism and they say, well, yeah, um, you know, they they and they don't realize that we are working towards a future. We we have no choice but to do so. Um, and and unlike the the human slavery. Um, uh, the abolition of human slavery in America, where William Lloyd Garrison, who's one of my favorite writers and speakers, um, well, writers, I guess, because he's been long <laughs> deceased, so I've never heard him speak, but, you know, th that was in a world in which slavery had already been abolished in England and in uh, other parts of the world, and we were talking about millions of sentient beings, um, things, but what we're talking about with animal use right now is in the trillion and it's every single country and every single island and every single town and every single city in the entire world. And um, unless you want to drive yourself, if you want to go insane, um, then there's plenty of opportunity to do that. But I would ask you to stop and think, to cope however you can cope with the knowledge of what's happening to them right now. And try to cope in a non-violent, positive, pro-vegan way. <laughs> try to cope and promote veganism and the moral personhood of animals. Because that is the only thing 
that we must be doing right now. Um, leave the single issue campaigns and the petition signing to the massive welfare groups who are going to continue doing what they're doing. There's nothing we can do to stop them. Uh, we just have to be continue to speak out against it for the reasons that we do. Um, try to reach as many individuals who are open to the idea as you can. Um, try to get as many people to understand that it's not that we're cold-hearted, um, blindly ambitious and, and, and callous beings who literally don't want to help animals' welfare now. Um, that's something that's very important to get across. Um, and, um, and you know, but knock down those false claims is every time they come up. No, we're not claiming that everyone's going to go vegan overnight. No, we're not claiming that um, we're, we're, we're by our vegan movement um, preventing this. Right now, as I speak, there's somebody being slaughtered. That's the truth. And I mean millions probably right now because it's so many. Right now, as I speak, I'm not claiming that I'm doing anything to help them. And I have to cope with that. I have to cope with that, but I'm not going to lie to myself and to others and say that I am. Um, but I, you know, we, we have to create this world. We're starting from scratch, basically. There's 1% of us, you know, we need more. So... I just hope that, you know, if anybody's listening who's skeptical, please, uh, if you want to take the time to do so, examine your own claims that these petitions that you're signing are worthwhile use of your time, that they're better than vegan activism, and question that and ask and examine it. Um, ask yourself why you think that and what it's based on um, and you know forgive me if I don't uh, join you in um, signing them um, I will try to forgive anyone who refuses to promote veganism <laughs> just kidding I love everybody okay I think that was everything that I wanted to talk about um, if something else comes to me that came out of that, I think it was those three things, was that the person was challenging me that, that, they, that it's just very common. I mean, it's just a typical thing. Um, be honest. Nobody's making the claim that the abolitionist advocacy right now is, is going to do anything for the billions of animals who are going to die today. Okay? And, you know, cope with it how you can, but stop lying to yourself and lying to other people. Um, examine your claims. And when you reach for that keyboard to click on that petition, try to direct that energy towards vegan advocacy every second of time. It's not boring at all. It's not boring at all. It is the most important social justice movement in the history of the world, I think. I don't know. I mean, obviously, racism and sexism is a pretty big deal. But as abolitionists, 
that's all connected as far as we're concerned anyway, right? So we're not the bad guys. Um, and yeah, and just advice to new abolitionists dealing with their their local animal, you know, welfare communities. There is a very co that those, you're going to run into those misconceptions. Get them out up front. Um, I'm learning. For, I learned from my mistakes. You know, ask that question up front, um, because they don't know why you're saying that. They haven't read what you've read. Forgive them. They haven't. They haven't read it. Try to set an example where they're inspired by you. That's that's really the best that we can do. Um, I try my best not to get into these debates anymore because they're not good for me and I personally don't have a lot of success with them. Others do, but they're not me. <laughs> so my 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 f my focus is is vegan advocacy being the best advocate for veganism that I can be. And um I made three dozen cupcakes on request for someone at work who um, couldn't believe how good the vegan cupcakes are and um, just little things it's it's just little things um, my neighbor said yesterday oh you're you go and self she's seen me carrying all my you know stuff out to the car and stuff for the stall and she's like oh do you like sell food on on the weekends at a market or something and I said no I do vegan advocacy and she said oh I used to be vegan and I said no no um, I said you I said you used to eat a plant-based diet and I already knew that I knew that that was true you know, there's no such thing as you know I used to be vegan they're all like I used to eat a plant-based diet and she says yeah well I used to I said you used to eat a vegan diet you weren't vegan I mean even just that the conversation didn't really go anywhere because she's like, oh, it was hard for traveling. And I was like, there was no vegetables at all. Not one single vegetable anywhere at all. <laughs> um, I mean, it, was, it, was, it wasn't much of a conversation. But even then, you know, stick to the truth. No, you didn't used to be vegan. It's not a diet. At the very least, at the very least. Even that counts. Think of it as this as this ripple effect of, of energy and, and, and zeitgeist or whatever you want to call it. Don't compromise. Ever. And it doesn't have to be a conflict. It wasn't conflictory. I was just, no, no, no. You know, please be, you know, let's be uh, accurate. <laughs> you know, you used to eat a vegan diet. That's not the same as being vegan because veganism is not a diet. So let's be accurate. Thank you. And um, and then saying, oh, it was I, I went back to being a vegetarian because I was traveling and it was too hard and it was just every, there was dairy in everything and there was meat in everything and I'm so and I'm like in the entire region of Southern Europe or Eastern Europe or whatever there was not one single vegetable you couldn't make one. Oh, it turns out you could cook your own. It's, it's eating out, you see. Well, travelers, I advise you as vegan travelers and as a former traveler myself figure out a place where you can cook your own food and don't eat out how's that or buy things that don't need cooking and eat raw I mean there's you know but I didn't I mean the, the person wasn't vegan so it's they didn't recognize animals or moral persons they were just eating a plant-based diet for their health and they went back to eating and they live in New Zealand where it's extremely easy to be vegan so maybe in future we will have further conversations who knows but the very least put that energy out there put those thoughts out there that truth you know every time you can and it doesn't have to be a great big deal and then just 
don't let anybody get away with don't let them get away with it um, you can do it non-violently and you can do it in a pleasant way and you don't have to ruin all your relationships it takes practice because your emotions get better of you because you sit there screaming inside because you know that right now beautiful innocent beings anyway I won't go on to the, into that because I don't want people to get depressed but um, just find ways to cope and and please promote veganism and thank you so much for listening to my ramble ramble rambles which just seem to go around and around in circles and always come back to the same things but hey it's therapy and um, I feel better and um, our little NZ vegan page uh, I have an NZ vegan page in our Oz vegan NZ vegan group on Facebook is is fun um, we're seeing seeing what happens there and I did not do the street stall this weekend it's Easter weekend here um, I am going to go back next weekend and we will be back doing the stall and I love 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 doing the stall you know you don't have these conversations I'll tell you one thing this is my parting my parting uh, bit of comfort for abolitionists out there promoting veganism unequivocally and you probably already experienced this yourself, but I don't know, maybe you haven't, because maybe you haven't had the chance to do a street stall or to do anything like that. Um, the general public, the general non-vegan public, when they come up to your stall, your abolitionist stall, they don't accuse you of not caring about the animals that are suffering now. They get that you care. It's only new welfareists that will do that. Um, so, go ahead and talk to people about veganism in the street it's much more pleasant um, I find um, because people don't I mean I can't I can't even name you one single time where somebody from the general public has looked at what we were doing and listened to what we were saying and then thought to themselves this person doesn't care about you know the animals um, yeah so you just have to learn how to present the ideas and um, and it's a learning process. Read the books. Read the books. Read the websites. Read the articles. Listen to the podcasts. Not mine, because mine's rambling, rambling. I'm very excited to announce that Timothy Putnam, who is a fantastic advocate, is going to do a podcast, and his is going to be much more concise. And it's going to be for the for like instead of this one, which is like a rambling um, diary, um, like therapy. He he's. I'll let him. I want to get him on the show, and he's going to talk about it, um, about his podcast, because it's going to be very useful. Because he wants to, like, he he'll do something about single issue campaigns and petitions, and it will be point A, B, B, C, D, D, and you just and you just it's just like the facts and the tools, and you just go out there, um, rather than the repeating and the rambling and stuff like that. So I'm very excited about that podcast, and um, I look forward to having um, Timothy on as a guest again. He's been a guest on my show before. And um, and shout out to everyone else and um, vegan vegan love to everybody and um, I'll be back. Thanks for listening. Bye.